What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome back to another installment of the Poet Up Podcast. It's your boy, Marl Chi. Uh, we still world-renowned out here. What's going on, Jay? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I feel like season three, our introductions are severely truncated from what they were before. <laughs> um, anyway, this is Jay Ward, a.k.a. Yellowstone, a.k.a. The Penny Pilfer, a.k.a. The price is going up. The doors are being kicked down. The MacArthur Genius Grants are being awarded. And Wayne and I are going to be up next. What's up, Luz? Oh, what's up, y'all? Uh, yeah. I haven't changed my shit in over three seasons. It's me, Blues. Uh, welcome to the show. Yo, we are, are here with uh, World Renown. Mm-hmm. How you get down uh-huh. from L.A. to D-Town. Uh-huh. Man, the kid, uh, he can write his ass off. Yeah. He's performative as a motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like he's won a lot of shit that we have not won. Uh-huh. I feel like he's done a lot of shit we could never do. Uh-huh. But when you just talk about as a writer... As a performer, as a black man, as a father, as a just a general all around good fucking dude. All those things. With exceptional dopeness to his pen. And he's a Cowboys fan. Go ahead. Can only be talking about the one and only Wayne Henry. What up? What up? This is one of the most professional podcast introductions ever. Hey. How y'all feeling? We good. good. We good. Uh, shout out to all our listeners out there. As you know, we introduce our, our guests and then we talk about what the fuck is on the table because I had to say what the fuck is on the table. What the hell is 114 Old Granddad? What is that? It's Old Granddad 114 proof. God damn. Hold on, listeners and fans. I didn't even check the proof. <laughs> Yo. You can blow fire after Why? Mm-hmm. Is why? It, why? It's, it's a good pour. It doesn't. That's, that's drink. what Molotov cocktails are. Hold made. It, doesn't, Hold it on. doesn't drink at 114 <laughs> proof. Stop the, everything. The protest starters. He said it's a good pour. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's gotten fancy since he's come back from his whiskey tour. Yes. All right, we've got Old Soul on the table as well. It is oh, a so. uh, single barrel. You want to explain that one? Old pour. <laughs> yes. So a single barrel is where every bottle is. Like so, typically with with bourbons and whiskeys, um, say a distiller makes three hundred barrels, mm. they'll mix all of those barrels to to make all of their bottles, right? So with a single barrel, every drop of this bottle came out of the same barrel, and one barrel of whiskey will make probably somewhere between one hundred and eighty to two hundred bottles. So this would be expensive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was that was only like sixty five dollars, something like that. All the rich people who are listening to our podcast. It's a like product $60. of Mississippi's oldest distillery. <laughs> it's yep. not rich. Tastes like a hanging in there. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we have Codigio. Is that how you say that? I have no idea. Whose is this? Is Wayne? Is this? Is this by your request? It is not. Who brought Rosa Blanca Blanco to the table? What the hell is this? Jay War wanted to try it. Wait a minute. Oh, fucking Wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. International no. This Jay. came out of his discotheque. Um, discotheque. <laughs> his discotheque uh, reinvented uh, armoire over there uh, from the Kentucky Jarvis. trip. Jarvis. <laughs> it's called Jarvis. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that is called. That's a great name. That's a great name. That's exactly what that liquor called. I think it has a remote tequila. control and everything. This is uh, tequila? Yes. yes tequila. Oh, this podcast is about to get lit because I'm going to mix the races when we get done. Well, um, be warned that neither I or Toya or Jamal actually like that. Yeah, it's, it's not good. I really don't drink tequila, so it's all the same to me. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they had like a real sophisticated conversation. And he was like, it's a real woodsy taste. Yeah. I'm like, how much alcohol in it, though? <laughs> drink. I drink malt liquor so Yeah It's like wine. drinking A uh, fucking five hour energy They know what flavor it is It all tastes the same It all tastes the goddamn same Shitty Alright So Wayne Welcome to the show brother How are you feeling? You missed the bottle Yeah I know It's a big ass bottle Of fucking vodka That looks like water Oh but it, it is not It's Zvetka. 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 Uh Oh man It's not a fancy vodka Like uh, who makes the cotton candy, lemon, and raspberry vodkas? Probably all those? Bacardi. Burnett's? Yeah, I was about to say. Burnett's because right. they have to cater to the college students. All right. So, yeah, it's a, we have a straight-up imported Swedish vodka. Uh, Svetka. Svetka. It's not fucking with old granddad, though. Yo, that shouldn't even be legal. I mean, as long as it's less than 140 proof, it's legal. How many lives has Bricotti 151 ruined? Oh, a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> Don't even start, Wayne. You drink malt liquor. Don't talk about how many lives have been destroyed. You still drink malt liquor. How about we talk about the lives I've created from Well, liquor. that's true. You're right. <laughs> You're like the Barry White of poetry. <laughs> yeah, let me talk about how many babies I made off this malt liquor. <laughs> Wayne is in the building, bro. How are you, bro? How you I'm feeling? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I've been out here in North Carolina since September 12th, 13th. I'm loving it. This Good, is like man. home away from home. It yeah. could just be home. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If I didn't have like people, little people with my last name. Our school system Israel. is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry if you're a product of the North Carolina school system, Jamal. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, our school system is not amazing. Uh, we're Listen, trying to make a sale, a Jamal. A sale here, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. I, mean, I like to keep it real. It's no. It's always that new car salesman. We keep It's always a new guy. Bad bricks. Right. Yeah. Pull that to the front. You want me to, to pull the one with a salt in the engine? That one? God damn it, man. <laughs> Oh fucking go to the back. All right, so we'll have to get we'll have to get Wayne drunk and revisit that conversation. <laughs> we revisit the conversation. Uh all the way from from Texas, man. You've been here for a while. You've got to see a lot of North Carolina uh in a month. Uh between uh going to Durham and Charlotte and going down to South Carolina a little bit. Um and all of that traveling, what what have you missed about home the much the most? Scenery wise, I'm gonna be completely honest. The only thing I miss about home is family. Right. Um, Dallas, Texas doesn't feel like my home. Mm. You know, um, I view myself, even though I've been out there for about maybe nine, ten years now, Dallas, te- Texas is not home to me. Right. Um, California is, but the thing that North Carolina has is just the trees, the forest, the, like I had to dodge a deer. Like, <laughs> And I tell my kids that, and they think I'm the coolest cat in the world for that. Like, yeah. you swerved past the reindeer, daddy? Like, yeah, I That's did. That's right, reindeer. And I'm here to talk about it. Up that know? shit, yeah. It's just beautiful. Like, even, like, pulling up here, just, I would miss my exits because I'm just looking at the scenery of it all, and it just, it's breathtaking. It's truly breathtaking. Thank you. See, that's the part we keep. Right. <laughs> okay. And we're going to add that to our campaign. 
look to who, get Wayne. Look, look campaign who to get Wayne. Executive produce now. <laughs> <laughs> this is Wayne we're talking about, motherfucker. We ain't talking about no pulling up podcast, motherfucker. Wayne. Nigga. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so you say you, you say Dallas is not home. Where are you from? I'm originally from South Central Los Angeles. Oh shit! Born and raised of uh, 39th in Wimbledon, um, Crenshaw, Slauson, Arlington. We talking about Figueroa Elementary, Audubon Middle School, and Crenshaw High School, like. When I see, when I hear Nipsey Hussle, Kendrick Lamar, and I, it's nostalgic to me. Right. So that's L.A. proper, if you will, for yeah. for us hip hop heads. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. you said, South Central, and immediately I just thought about every movie I saw. So, yeah. which I know is not is not the same, right? It's it's different. It's different growing up there. You see a whole different side of it. What what gets a young Wayne into writing, living in South Central? Because I'm sure you've seen some shit. Yeah, um, R&B music. What? R&B. I wasn't a fan of hip-hop until, like, maybe high school. So R&B music, uh, Jodeci, anything 90s R&B. Um, the first rapper that got me, like, feeling like, oh, I can write poems was Common. Mm. And he just dropped some fire. Y'all, so Common, like, he's not the most popular rapper from my age group, but it's just saying something... Like, we have rappers that try to be so technical, right? Common just says what it is. Like, right. the sky is beautiful. Yeah, That's a bar yeah. right there. Yeah, You know, you take a newer cat, like, the sky is blah, 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 and they try to act. No, beautiful is the word. <laughs> yeah. you know? So the way he just simplified peace and harmony to me, it was like, it's like finding happiness for black men for dummies, mm. almost. You know what I mean? Like, you don't got to look hard or far. Like, you woke up, be happy. Right. And I'm like 12, 13, like, yeah, I am breathing. You know, so common and 90s R&B, that's what made me think, like, let me start writing what I think more. Um, It didn't work with the, the uh, chicks I was trying to pull with it, so I just started <laughs> stealing. So I was buying R&B cassette tapes. I would, like, like write, like, whole... 112 songs down and they wouldn't even know. So is that why you started writing to 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 get to the ladies? Uh, no, I started writing because I just didn't have anyone to talk to. Ah. Or I didn't trust anyone to talk to, you know. Mm. Like um it's LA, right? It ain't like I ain't from like the 80s LA, but 90s will still get the job done, you yeah. know. So I just needed an outlet. I always had so much going on in my brain. Mm -hmm. Couldn't talk to my dad. He was just like a high and by type dude. Can't talk to my friends. Like you get laughed at where I'm from. Like, right. how do you? Can I tell you how I'm feeling? What'd you say, Cuz? <laughs> you got feelings, Cuz? <laughs> right. But um, just shit. I knew it just always felt good to write what was on my mind down, and I would never have to say it out loud or think it again. Like right. once I wrote it down, and yeah, that, that's what started it. And do you I don't even the, think it was poems. Just do you remember the first thing you wrote? And what was it about? You ain't got to spit it. We just want to mm. know what it was about. The first thing I wrote was talking about um, going from one corner to the next, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt like, because we stayed in, like, the Piru hood. That's, like, all bloods, you know, um, right across the street from the jungles. And my brothers chose to be affiliated with Crips. So I'm like, for y'all, it's cool. Like, y'all are about to leave home. Like, y'all six, six and up, you know, and I'm little. I'm the youngest brother. So walking from that from the front porch 
So literally like a five minute walk around the corner was like walking a mile. Man. Right. And I just wrote about how I feel like every step was like getting closer to death, you know? So Shit. that was that was that was always uncomfortable. Learning how to start a fight so they won't pick one with you. Like that's some psychological shit. I'm, can I cuss yeah. you? Oh yeah. No. So, nigga, no no we, cursing. No. I'm just nigga, like, we I'm got a fucking, know fucking table full of alcohol. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, but like learning to start the fights before they pick it with you, being the bad guy before you are the victim, and it, it it's a mind fuck. It is a complete mind fuck. When all I wanted to do as a kid was read my comics, watch cartoons, but. That's viewed as weakness. Being right. anything but the color you're supposed to represent or the neighborhood that you're supposed to represent, then you're a target. So I got to be a monster now, right? Mm. Just to have peace. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was shitty. Couldn't be walking around with a notebook full of poems, like you know. Shit ain't the movies, nigga. I used to, I used to <laughs> lie and say I was a rapper. Like, what you write? Raps, raps, raps. Right. That hurt. Got just got that new corrupt album. I'm just writing to the instrumentals. Like, that's the deepest first poem story that we've had so far. The very yes. deepest, but I think it's so reflective of growing up as a black boy in America, though. Like, it, be it L.A., be it North Carolina, be it shit, a, a kid that was growing up overseas, you were expected to be a certain type of black kid no matter where you were. Right. And I think that's indicative of the times, be it 80s yes. or 90s. Because, I, I mean, my dad was very cool. My dad was very open with me. My dad always, you know, say say how you feel, but... Why he could say that, my peers, like, yo, like you said, what the fuck is you talking about, man? Just, yeah, just play ball. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you crying for? Like, because no, sometimes my feelings be hurt, nigga. Like, I'll be feeling that shit. So, that's, that's, it's so crazy how reflective that is. Is I think we all have these different childhoods, but they are all very mirroring and parallel. Um, so, you, you rap. Mm. To not have to, uh, to not really tell folks that you do poetry. How far did the did that go before niggas found out? Like, nah, this nigga, this nigga Wayne be writing poems. It went shit. a minute, but then it stopped immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. um, my dad, um, he's the OG in the hood. You know, like nobody played with him. People didn't want to jump me in their gangs. So like, no, your daddy will come down here and fuck it up for everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I needed that that home, away from home type thing, right? right. We call it that family. That's insane. But um, my thing was, I, I'm all I'm an intimate person about the things I care about, right? Right. So I'm intimate about my peace. I'm intimate about the things that I hold dear. So what when the poetry jokes started, right? I thought about the things that made me afraid. The most terrifying things, my dad, six foot eight, he was like LeBron James in the 90s, right? Like that build, like he probably put his hands on me two or three times. Right. But what terrified me, what scared me straight was when nobody was around, he'd be like, quit fucking with me. Get your shit together. Don't make me have to go to jail. I adapted that, right? So you got the kid making funny because it's not like really a whole classroom. You can always like trace the string back to one person. Mm -hmm. You started this joke. I bet. You go to the restroom, I'm going to follow you, and while you're pissing, I'm going to walk behind you in the stall. We got a problem, bro. <laughs> like, right. like, what's really the, right. the thing? He won't go back and be like, oh, Wayne did this. Because you're embarrassed. It was an intimate moment. you pissing. Your penis is in your hand. <laughs> right. I'm right behind you. Like, right. hey, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and he walks out that bathroom and never says my name again. Right. 
Right. And I learned to be intimate about all the I care about my my pride at that point. So mm-hmm. anybody that ever had anything to say about my poem had it that same dude pulled the poem out and was reading it out loud. The teacher's the only one that know like, okay, that's from uh Joe to C, but okay, you know, right. cat the kids laughing. I just sat there, I'm like, as soon as you get up and leave, right. I'm either catch you in the bathroom or when you're walking by yourself. My plans was never to put my hands on you. Right. Because my dad never put his hands on me at that point. Right. I just want to terrify you. Yo, leave me alone, bro. Oh, we good? No, I wasn't like that. You sure? <laughs> you sure? And they could be bigger than me. Hey, bro. Like, like just being alone with somebody. Right. Yeah. You're not scared. And, and, yeah, if, yo. you're, if you're peeing and somebody comes behind your ear, yo, what's up, bro? Yo, like, you why, good? Why you, you got a problem, nigga? <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you read my poem out loud? Like, right. You don't want to hear that while you peeing. Like, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let but, me ask you about the thing you fucked up about, yo. Why you read my poem out oh, loud, my man. nigga? Oh, Yo, man. that yes. is intimacy is the key. Like you yeah. gotta That's, forget yeah. the show that they try to put on in the locker room in the cafeteria. You sit there, and as soon as they buy themselves, yo, how come you said that? Yeah, uh, you know I was joking. You because sure? yeah, because I think everybody, when it comes to a fight or whatever, they're ready for big confrontation. Mm-hmm. They're not right. ready for that one on one shit. Be like, oh, this nigga right. came up on me in a in my in my intimate yeah. space. Because yeah. you bathroom? know, it goes from I know I can whoop your ass in front of all these kids, right? right? To, but it's just me and you. Like, e- I can, even if it's a one percent chance I'm gonna win the fight, like you might kill me. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this ends. Like, but we ain't even got a trip though, bro. Can you right. just leave my name out your mouth when you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my thing. I'm sure he pissed on his pants, right. his shoes, everywhere. Right. Like, it's it's that moment like I can find you anywhere you are by oh yourself, my, my nigga. Look that here. part is scary. Like, like I'm I know, about to implement this. I know into what my time your mama go to life. life. I, do all, the, I do with adults with like weird poets that like you're like yo, bro. I come, huh? Oh, because poets are never ready for that oh my shit. God. Never ready for that shit. I know it, when you smell a Newport on my yeah. breath, it's just me and you. Like. <laughs> You got you to come up with an answer quick. Uh, king, I respect the king. Yeah, yeah, king. Yeah. Uh, you got it. Uh, I would always say, uh, like, nobody nobody in the poetry world has beef with Wayne. And in my head, is like, because Wayne's a good dude. Who's going to have beef with chilling. Wayne? And this is why, now, though. And now you know. Now we know. <laughs> I I remember my, my first Wayne, about to be Wayne moment, uh, <laughs> fucking with fucking Oakland. And I don't know what happened with, with the security guard dude or whatever, but he was big tripping. Now that was uh, San, Diego. San Diego. San Diego, San Diego, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was big tripping. This nigga was quiet the whole time. Like, oh, word. I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> I, Because I know niggas like this. Niggas who don't say shit, very quiet, are about that life. Like, yeah. I don't need all these people. All I need is you. All I need is you in a, in, a, in, a, in a space. And I, it's either going to go one way. We can hash this shit out. Or I'm going to fuck you up and they're going to find say, you. I will say <laughs> the Charlotte Slam team was no help as they were behind me. Like, nigga, what you want to do? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Frederick Eberhardt. Oh, you already know. Oh, my. Yeah, you was right there. He was like, yo, you say the word go and it's gone. <laughs> but, I mean, but if. But that's on brand for Slam Charlotte, though. Uh, like, if it's, <laughs> if, if, yeah, if it comes down to it, I mean. If we're all together and somebody says something to one of us, they're saying Oh, we already know us. about you, Jamal. <laughs> we already oh, know yeah? the name. I was waiting for this to come out. We, or, we already know. <laughs> Who switchblade Jamal? What? Y'all ain't heard what? What? Oh, wow. These Don't listen to these laws. I'm a very peaceful no. and, no. and, and 
Switchblades. When we have merch, the first thing is, is going to be a Switchblade autographed by Jamal. That's the first thing we sell. That's the first thing you get. Sharpest blade you've ever owned. Oh, man. We have about five episodes so far on, on Jamal's Switchblade. <laughs> Uh, but 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 continue. What happened with the what happened with the event? So, don't do was just big tripping, and and Wayne was just like, "All right, I'm cool, I'm good." I because I was like, "Bro, you good?" He was like, "I'm good," which I knew he was good, but I also knew we he's not the problem. The security dude was about to get himself fucked up, so that's who we had to. That's who we needed to get to. Like, yo, bro. You need to chill the fuck so out because this nigga's not angry, and that's the and that's and that's, that's, the problem. that's the problem. He's not angry, so he's he's fully confident in you getting fucked up out here in your home turf. But it, before then, that was the night about fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like he was about the bouncer at a poetry venue. Right? Yeah, poetry venue, right? Like he wants to pat me down. Like, bro, I'm no, you're not patting me down. Well, you can't come in the venue. I said, well, the show can't start without me. That was like my ego talking. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I really could have yeah. been like, yeah. empty up. Like, you're not patting me down. Like, right. I really don't like being touched unless it's absolutely necessary. TSA. And, and the thing is, I'm going in and out at the bout to run my poems. And every time I step oh. out to run my poem and come back in, whoa. Oh, but, oh yeah, that's uh, some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Because like, he done seen you at least two or three uh, times. Yeah, he, right. he already, uh, yeah, I feel I didn't know what it was or what his issue was with me in particular, but I get into like weird. I used to get into like a lot of weird because I'm. You either like me or you feel some type of way about me, right? right. Me being quiet and chilling, that's like ah, right, he cool. But other people are like, now nah, what is that? I want to peel that layer back and see what's going on. Right. Why are you just sitting over there minding your own business? <laughs> like why, bro? Right. And like we even went around the corner to go get something to eat. And because I like, again, the intimacy. Mm. Like, when you come in, now y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I'm, I want to walk past him by myself. Right. And hopefully then we can, yo, what's the issue? Right. You open the door. You call out the, the person that owns the venue and the people that was putting together the poetry show. And then it's a whole scene. I'm like, I'm just looking at him. You know, you got the poets looking at me like, Wayne, it's not a big deal. I'm just looking at him like, all right. Okay. Like you about to turn this into a thing. It's a whole thing. I didn't want it to be a thing, but you're turning it into a thing. Yeah. Whole time. I came to you closely, intimately. Just me and you. And you put it on speakerphone. You called your homies. It was like, this is happening outside. Like, right, right. Because if if there's really a problem, that like solves it right then. If there's truly a problem, and I think like nine times out of ten, it's just a conversation. Like nobody's around, just me and you. What's up? Oh, I don't like the way you did that. Man, I'm sorry it never happened again. We good? Right. And that part, too, like, I'm big enough to apologize if I fucked oh, up around man. you. Oh, man. Like, if I stepped on you, if I did right. anything, right. like, this has to stop. Right. I don't know what you, how you think is going to end, <laughs> but I promise you I'm giving my all doing whatever it is I feel I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just, and that's with parenting. That's with, like, just being adult in the real world. It's like, mm-hmm. I always have to gauge, like, Wayne, where you at right now? Talk right. to myself. My daughter say something real smart, and I'm like, baby girl, come here. What what you doing right now? Right. What attention you want from me? You know, and it and it comes down to like, well, no, it's just okay. Glad you said something because the way you were pursuing it, you know, it's intimacy. It's intimacy. Intimacy is the word of the podcast today. That's being one on one and right. genuine about what you're feeling. Like, yeah, right. I and I think that in your real life reflects into your writing, which is also very real life because you have this. Uh, 
you have this way of approaching the story or approaching the topic or just approaching poems in a way that most people don't. Um, we all have this idea of presenting vulnerability, but I think for some of us, and I don't, <laughs> this kind of bite me in the ass, for a young white woman to present her vulnerability, it's, oh, it's, it's expected, right? Like, oh, you've been through a thing. This is your story. This is your tragedy. But when you look at us and we try to present vulnerability, we really have to dig into a place for you to fucking believe it, right? Because, I mean, I've, I've been around. Here we go, nationals. Been at nationals. And when we as black men would say, yo, we don't feel safe too, it becomes an argument. Like, how the fuck don't you feel safe? Yada, yada. Motherfucker, that's the very reason because we can't say shit. Wayne, you have a way of saying shit that's not only impressive but impactful. Does that come from the quietness, the, the, the intimacy that you seek for yourself in your space? Um, and, like, where do, you, where do you dig from when you're, when you're creating uh, some of your poems? Um, so it's a, a few things. Um, so growing up, I was diagnosed with bipolar at the age of, like, 13. I should go get that check. Like, but, um, <laughs> but, but, um, the bipolar person's like, I should probably go, go check that, that shit out. out. <laughs> my dad's solution was always like the simple shit. Like think before you speak, understand why you feel it. Like my dad was a man of, he was, no, he wasn't a man of few words. My dad was a, a lecturer. He would just talk your ear off about, do this, do this, this is why this happened because of that. And we would just sit there for hours, terrified, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, 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 yep. None of that made sense until, like, my older years to where it's like, <clears throat> I'm really, I really have conversations in my mind. So a lot of times when I'm writing poems, me and my father, now we have, like, a beautiful relationship. He taught me how to communicate. Right. Like, don't just say some shit just to say it. Think about it. Plan out your conversation in your head. You know, and um, that brought me to the point of, when it came to writing, like, uh, today was one metaphor completely, a metaphor I could have in my mind is written differently because I'm sitting with that one line for about five minutes. I'm like, that's what it is. Again, finding that string, that intimacy with myself and what I want to communicate. Right. It's easy to say I'm angry, this happened to me, so I'm mad. Paint the picture of why. And normally, I think if we all ever just sat down and painted the picture as, as to why we're feeling, why we're currently feeling, you'd be like, okay, I get it. I can throw that shit away now, right? I yeah. think yeah. our writing is a reflection of our thought process. Mm. A lot of times, um, the poets that I, I mentor help, they um, they feel like they need to say what sounds good. But it's like really just, no, unpack it to yourself. And if you are okay with what you're saying... And you're good. And you right. add that with my dad saying, anytime I said anything that didn't sound intelligent, he'd be like, nigga, try it again. Mm-hmm. And I read my, as I'm writing poems, I'm at the Van Gogh. I'm like, yeah, the, nigga, try it again. Erase that whole thing. Dude. Right. So it's parenting, mindset, and just really want to be understood by the people that are listening. Has your dad heard any of the stuff that you've written? Yeah. He he he. Um, so when we had San Diego in 2017, mind you, my dad like played tra- every sport. My dad played. I played. I just want to be better than him, right? Right. And you let him tell it like first generation American. Like he just 
I am Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> so I could never live up to those shoes. But when he heard my poetry, he was like, so you wrote this? I'm like, yeah. Like, mind you, my dad rewrote the Bible. Y'all can right. Google this shit. Like, Thomas L. Henry, he rewrote the Bible. My dad was a reverend. He rewrote the Bible like, nah, this ain't what the Bible meant. Right. What? Oh, shit. So when he heard my poems, he was like, yeah, I like this. He came to came to the final stage and everything. He was like setting the crowd. He heard Jay Ward's pieces, and uh, he was like, yo, this is dope. At first, he thought it was just on, like, on stage, roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what everybody thinks. Everybody yeah, thinks I got yeah. layers, nigga. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, one of the, the, the resounding questions we ask are, you know, have you has your parents heard mm-hmm. what right. you've done? Because a lot of them haven't. And then mm-hmm. when they do, they're surprised. They're like, like oh, oh, shit, you can do that? You can <laughs> you, you can speak intelligently? That's, what, no. that's what's up. You can make shit sound good? <laughs> um, so... <laughs> You, you, he hears you, and and I don't know. Like I think your dad might be the fourth or third Reverend Father we've had. Oh yeah, definitely on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I think okay. I think the fourth. I think that's amazing because we now we're we're sort of getting a case study on poetry children of religious leaders. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And you all are. Fucking dynamic as hell. Yeah. But with a very good sense of where your faith and spirituality comes from. Like, we haven't had any, like, strong atheists on here. Um, right. I wouldn't even say Roscoe was an atheist. He's just no. agnostic. Yeah. Oh, He's just agnostic. Dope as hell. And, but it's still this amazing uh, talk or dichotomy of what their faith is and what the reality is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you... You have that background coming from where your father it was reverend, but also the street life that you're, you know, trying not to fall into as as as. Well, a, I was in that thing. Oh, I was yeah? in that thing. That's what brought me to Dallas. Like he was like, "Nigga, you gotta. There's no future for you out here. Mm. You know, like go to Dallas, figure it out." When did you move to Dallas? How old were you? Um, the permanent move. Junior year in high school, I believe. Oh, so you're back Junior in Florida. Year, yeah. Um, And I was, the first time I was coming to Dallas in my mind, I was thinking like Little House on the Prairie, like horses. <laughs> like, I do not want to go pop. Like, tell me what you want me to do. Don't like, send me out right. to the Northern Wall. I don't want to go there, right? So, <laughs> John man, Snow. I didn't want to go there. But um, I get there. I get, yeah, get there. And um, it's laid back. It's quiet. It was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Mm. Because Dallas Anybody from Dallas that's listening to this, Dallas is, Texas is full of the most weirdest niggas you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> like, you don't even gotta, like, if you, animosity can be squashed in Dallas by just not paying attention. Somebody accidentally step on somebody's shoes. Hey, nigga, you stepped on my shoes. My bad. Keep walking. They be like, I bet. As long as you, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. Dallas was like a change of scenery, change of pace and mindset. Um, Crips and blood thing turned like tripped me out because it was like if you're a crip, then we all cool. I'm like, but what set you from? What's the set? Never mind, never mind. <laughs> Let me graduate. Never mind. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. So you kind of learned like everything's not a, a red or blue. Mm. Like you learned that oh, there's other shit that can happen too. Yeah. Like there's other reactions to. Uh. 
disagreement. Mm-hmm. There's other reactions to me and you not seeing necessarily yeah. eye to eye. There. The the biggest jump, right? To piggyback off that was growing up in L.A. I this sounds ignorant, but I try real hard when I think about it. I didn't really see racism until uh, I came to Texas. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, right? that's. That yeah, makes sense, that's, though. Like, that makes a lot of sense. When I got my first racist moment, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. shit, what's my script? But, like, what, what, yeah, what yeah, are my yeah, lines? Yeah. Um, seeing, like, the Hispanics being just with the Hispanics and the blacks being with the blacks. And and L.A. is just a melting pot. Everybody's everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody right. right? I didn't. Yeah. I knew nigger was a bad. I didn't hear it out loud outside of right. TV until I came. Like, I was on the, 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 the uh, dark train. Dude had a whole swastika thing on his bag. I just had a brain for it. I'm staring at the bag. Like, what does this symbol mean? Like, I'm really trying to think. Like, yeah, it means yeah, something. Yeah. Like, what the fuck you looking at, nigga? And I'm like, this oh, is moment. This is the thing right now. It's happening. Right. My stop was next. I'm like, ding. Got off. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, but right. I didn't see or feel racial tension. It's not even just like racism. Like Hispanics in in, in Texas, like they for the most part stick with Hispanics. Blacks stick with blacks and I'm not used to that. I wasn't used to it. So that's, even now it's weird. Like, um, I don't know if I want to say that. But um, <laughs> just being around coaches, I'm like, I'm cool with everybody, right? Right. Um, LGBTQ, that wasn't a thing in California. I get to uh, Texas and it was like, man, slurs and this student being treated because of that. Because of what? I'm like. How old are you niggas? Like, <laughs> right. the, back, the hardest nigga on the block was homosexual. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I get it, but. I want to circle back to something you said before. Um, um, and, and Blues related this, this, uh, this point of intimacy back to your writing. Um, and everybody knows. I think you know this. And I, I think I've said this plenty of times. But, like, I am a super fan of your pen. Like, Thank you. your pen is fire. So I'm, I'm trying to relate everything to a lesson on writing. So the intimacy definitely is, is a lesson on writing. But you said this point about just walking around the block. Um, you would take the offensive. You would say, I need to, I need to go ahead and, and treat you as if you're treating me bad before you do. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't go out of hand. Mm-hmm. How does that principle work? So I'll give you a hard one and an easy one, okay. and you can choose either one. Like, how does that principle work in the rest of your life in terms of, like, relationships? Or how does it work in terms of writing? Whichever one of those is easier to answer. Um, they all kind of tying together. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be a target. I'm not going to be a punching bag. If there's aggression, I will meet you there halfway. You're not going to catch me off guard. You're not going to catch me with my dick in my hands or me caught in my feelings. <laughs> I'm going to be ready. Um, same with the writing. I don't write for people to agree with me. I need you to understand my animosity, my aggression, or my vulnerability. Me, I'm a, you're going you're gonna to have it before the poem is done. Yeah. The first few lines, I'm like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. Mm-hmm. So it's just never to be, <clears throat> never be the... Uh, receiving I don't want to receive anybody else's energy without at least at least measuring it. So I'd rather throw my energy out there and you match that because you might throw some shit I've never seen before. But if I throw you some shit that I'm used to, then kind of the ball's in my court. Same with writing. Same with 
I'm I'm meeting the crowd, my listeners, where, where I'm at. I don't I don't like starting the poem off with a question or I'm uncertain about what I'm feeling, and then now the poem is yours. No matter what I say, you're still thinking about me asking you. So I can do this whole poem, and you listen like, oh, go back to the first line. He said this, and this is what I feel. I'm not giving you an option on what I'm saying or where my energy is. So, so in writing, <clears throat> even even in being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you are in control. Mm-hmm. Right. That comes from, again, just being as a black man, not feeling in control. The most yeah. control I feel outside of sex is when I'm re- conveying my emotions. You know what I mean? Like, nobody has no say in that. I can be angry, pissed off, in love, all in one mm-hmm. line. You can't do shit but listen. Or tune me out. What I'm hearing too is that Slam Coach Wayne, if that exists, like if, if Slam Coach Wayne becomes a thing, I feel like that also influences your <clears throat> your choices in terms of what poem goes up and, and how we approach energy in the crowd and how we approach the judges. That's real. Um, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot and I've seen a lot as far as coaching goes. I don't think there's, like, one right way to coach or to do it. Like, just watching you um, when we did the writing workshop and um, old girl was, like, moving around, was like, put your hands to the side. I'm like, ah, oh, that poem sounds completely different now. Um, my strategy is just really, like, steamroll it. I write hard. There's no such thing as a 30 poem, but I'd be damned if I write a, if I write a 29 poem. Right. Right? If I feel, ah, oh, this is not a 30, but, you know. <clears throat> Think about just being honest, being open. And you ain't got to just kill yourself on stage, but just give them that work. Just give them work to where at, when you're done, they're exhausted from listening. Like, put a 10. Like, yeah. you know, don't, don't leave no room for if you positive on what the fuck I said. Like, if anything, at the end of my poem, you're certain of the message. I, I want you to hit the horn, but I want to say this. You ready? Um, I want to quote what you just said. It might not it, it might not be a such thing as a 30 poem, but I'll be damned if I write a 29. <laughs> Can we hear that? That I feel like that is my energy all the way yeah. when, it, when it comes to choosing what poems I actually slam with. Mm-hmm. And it sounds elitist. It sounds elitist as crap, and I understand it. But like if you're slamming and slamming is a competition, like the, the idea is the a 30. Yeah. That's the idea. The, I was about to say the whole the I'm whole like, point of slamming. Is to get 30s every round. If Blues will tell you, if a poem gets a 27, I probably won't slam with that poem again. Ever again. <laughs> Ever again. Hey, keep in mind, keep in mind, a 27 is three judges giving you a nine. Yep. For some people, that would be great. Yeah. But for other people. Me, I'm some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me, guys. But <laughs> Jay Ward's talking about me. <laughs> Fuck you, Jay Ward. Oh God. But <laughs> but I'm but I understand, I understand that energy completely. <laughs> <laughs> Slam poets are going to hit us at some point. Uh, no, we don't give a shit. Any poet, any slam poet, any slam poet that says the point is not the points, it's the, what the fuck are you talking about? The point is not the point. The poems are the point. At the open mic. 
in your di- in your diary, in your journal. Um, <laughs> we are. That's like Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe, yeah. why didn't you win the game? Nah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I dribbled the ball. I dribbled the ball well. <laughs> I put on the jersey. Right. I Did you see how it. many people I passed it to? Oh, what the fuck Did you feel the energy and love in the room when I laid it up? But those two points didn't matter. It was all about how the ball rolled off my hand. You don't shut the fuck up, bro. And the thing is, it doesn't mean I need to win. I need to score high. The point is. Cause I can take an L and be like, "Oh, I yeah, I see where that came. That was beautiful. That was a nice flip. That was it. It ain't like I'm. I need a thirty every time. Do I aim for a thirty every time? Yes, yes, sir. Right. I, every single time I want a thirty. I don't feel bad when I don't get one. That's between me and my spirit and what I say to God. But I don't walk around with the energy of <laughs> like I hope I do well in this slam. The fuck do you mean? Why are you even here? Be the sacrificial yeah. poet, bro. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Ju- be a judge. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna cipher with yourself. I, like, I, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say as a counterpoint for our listeners because I know, like, everybody, like, everybody can't win. Everybody can't get thirties. Everybody can't even get twenty sevens, right? And I get it. Cipher with yourself. <laughs> I think yourself. that should be on the back of a shirt. Or you should wear it to a slam. I mean, but now keep going. Keep going. Finish your point. Finish your point. No, my my point is, I I I first and foremost agree completely with what right you're saying, on. and then secondly, I also agree that like not everybody can get those scores. And I'm not going to say don't slam. I think you should slam. I think you should have a realistic idea of why you're slamming. And what you want your message to be and what's important to you. Like if what's important to you is to get your message out and if what is important to you is to be heard, then cool. And outside of that, like your goal should, your goal should be a thing. There's like, way too many YMCA's but, for people to think they need to be in a league. But, oh boy. That's, sit boy. with that. Sit with that for a second because that's okay. a bar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that. <clears throat> Can't. Can can I say okay? You can't score my feelings low. Why not? You signed up for me to do it. But he, and and here here's my thing. So like, when you decide to slam as a poet, like you said, you're you're signing up for someone else to interpret what you're writing, mm-hmm. and if if you get a score that you don't think is good, mm-hmm. whatever that is, you can't really blame the judges for them not interpreting your poem the way right. that you think it should be interpreted. Right. It's, it's, you have to blame yourself. That's, that's I mean, that's at the end of the day, yeah. That's you it. have to blame yourself. If, if, if I do a poem that I think is a 30, but I get a 26.2. Me. I did it. It's not on the judges. Oh. It's me. You can't get mad because you athlete, got in the boxing ring and got punched in the face. What athlete ever said, I would have won, but their defense was but too good. Right. Right. Exactly. What like, I didn't know Michael Jordan was going to score that many points <laughs> in game six with the flu. Right. And they had a mess to be determined. Yeah. (laughs) And he shows up (laughs) as a professional athlete. He does his best. The built-in excuse, (laughs) the built-in excuse for any poets who have, um, who are easy to offend or who have 
hard feelings when they lose a slam. Like the easiest way to defend that is that the poet, the judges usually have never been to a slam before and have no idea what's going on. And it's just, and it's just random, which, which is something that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. However, as poets, like the judges don't know anything. But as poets, we've been there several times. So if three separate random judges <laughs> have given you a 24 <laughs> on your poem, the motherfuckers like, know something. Why your poem you is again? a 24. Why would you do it again? Right. Your poem is a 24. Why would you do that poem again? If that's all they have or if they want that message to be heard, and I think that's valid. <laughs> I think if you know you're going to lose and you're okay with that, I think that's valid. Right. I think, I, what's I, not, I think what's not valid is to blame Slam and to talk bad about Slam yes. because, because your poem scored low and your poem consistently scores low. Then you understand what the rules are and you understand what the judges do. And at some point, it is your poem and that's okay. That's real. And that's, that's okay. Right. It's all right. I think that was, for me, my first couple of Slams. I was like, all oh, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. The fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> then after a while, you're like, you know what? Maybe me. Maybe it's me. Same. <laughs> Maybe it's me. And then once you once you figure that part out, you're like, all right, there's some things I'm going to win. There's some things I'm going to lose. But I'm choosing to step into this arena. So for you poets out there who are like, they're just hating on Slam. No, we're not. We just hate you. Hit the button. <laughs> Can we switch gears all yeah, the way up All the way up. Let's go. Let's go right back to 90s R&B. <laughs> yes, I, wanna, oh, I did yeah, have a question. Strong. I wanted to go Hold there. on. My first poem was, Cupid doesn't lie, <laughs> but you won't know <laughs> unless you give it a try. You ain't see this playlist. 112. <laughs> On my yes. I wanted to 80% go So how much, how much 90s R&B did you use to... Uh, to, to woo the ladies. All of it. All of it. <laughs> All of it. This nigga was like, yo, Drew I'm Hill. Drew Hill. One twelve. Uh uh next. Yo, man. Like Joe. I've all, so what I learned, right, in hindsight, looking back on my younger years, I've always had an ear for just like good writing. Right. Mm-hmm. I can see it in the action sequence. And it's like two people fighting, still choreographed, you gotta talk it out. Like, there's language in everything. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody speak the English language better than 112, man. <laughs> Can't nobody. Like, Slim. Oh, man. What were the other dude's name? Dude said Cupid just doesn't like... lie. Right. One of the hardest lines I ever heard in my life was, unbreak my heart. What? Say you love me again. What? And then she, and then she did that thing in Spanish. <laughs> like, oh, come on, international. So, like, th- those lines are sick. What would you say is, is lost on today's... And I'm gonna put big quotes R and B uh, of now that that's been lost in, from the '90s. Creative writing, mm. Mm. yes. Chris Brown is amazing. He's one of my favorites. Usher had it, and he's trying to hold on to it. But the ability for me, like you could take a '90s song and just literally say it without an instrumental, without singing, and the chick would be like, "Oh, that was a beautiful poem." I can't read Chris Brown like. Yeah, what does Chris Brown say? Like, just let me to, fuck uh, you uh, back uh, to sleep, girl. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you back to sleep. Like what? what? <laughs> like you're talking about uh, Common at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Common, and one of the things that you said about Common was really interesting to me. Forget the fluff, forget yeah. all the beauty, all whatever, whatever the words. Girl, you're beautiful. Like that's the, that's the heart of the matter. I've never heard that in person before. He said it on the CD. I'm like, you can just tell a woman she. Beautiful the way she is. Yeah. 
ain't got a whistle. I ain't, hey, hey, Salem, mama. <laughs> and when I learned that, that's when I got in trouble. Talk it's about like, <laughs> <laughs> talk about how you're writing. Got to make no mistakes. <laughs> you ain't got to say nothing about it physically. What vagina is? <laughs> There's a whole moment that happened, y'all. Right, right now. Uh, talk about how that how that mirrors your writing style, like. Common is the hip-hop artist that you think doesn't get enough play, doesn't get oh, enough yeah. talk about. Common had a great influence on you when you were a writer, when you were younger. Like, as a writer, as a poet, looking past these poets who have these super eloquent words, very beautiful, all these things, it might be fluff or it might be necessary for them, who knows, but, like, how do you use that in your writing? First off, fluff is fluff. Fluff is fluff. Like they, mm. I said it because it is like fluff is a crime when it comes to writing. Unless mm. you're doing it intentionally and that is your point and purpose of the fluff, it's a crime. So ignorance and are not knowing, like if you use fluff, is is wrong. Um, every word counts. Every single word. And that, even though me knowing this, I commit that crime a lot. Still, just like I need to add something, but um. Getting straight to the point, right? Saying what it is you need to say. That's writing. Saying what you need to say. After I say what I need to say, take that line. This is when, okay, now what's the best way I can say this to segue to the next thing that can take this one line and push it out into the multiverse, right? right. That's when it becomes creative writing. Mm. That one line is goes from you are beautiful or you're something, this is corny, but like goes from you're beautiful or to you're something I can't describe yet. And you spend the next six lines trying to describe it. That's no longer fluff. That's you building the image. People think imagery is this thing like it's not a word. It's not a line. It's not a mind. It's when I close my eyes, when I listen to Common, as simple as his words were, I could close my eyes and listen to it and I didn't know him and Erica Badu was dating, right? But if you close your eyes and listen to like his earliest shit, like who else is he talking about? <laughs> like, right, you, right. are your eyes really green, green girl? Right. Like, he was talking to a deaf chick through the window with the cardboards. Like, right. I couldn't wait to meet a deaf chick. Like, oh my god! Like, I would fuck her up with some cards, you know. But <laughs> it's you. You will learn how to be creative. How you can say the most simplest thing and. Leave the biggest impact, right? Yeah. I'm used Rage, for example. He would start every open mic he did, anytime he was hosting or featuring. When I say feeling good, y'all say feeling great. Feeling good, the crowd say feeling, feeling great. great. And he would do feeling that enough to where the crowd believed it. Right. It'd be a crowd full of drunk people. I'm ready to go home. But you say I'm feeling great enough, like you words are what make us, right? So right. Common just mastered the English language. Just like his new project. Have you heard that? I haven't heard uh, anybody yet. Wait, you talking about the, uh, what is it? The one that just dropped? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like part two. Ago. Of, oh God. It's on it? iTunes. It, it shits on Drake shit. It shits on Donda. Like it's, it comes back to being an MC. Jay-Z, you name it, the best of the best. Not every great rapper is an MC. Commas an MC. You don't leave his songs like, but what did he mean? He said it. <laughs> right. 
demented. A beautiful revolution. <clears throat> yes, it's dope. It is dope. It's, it's it reminds me. That's what like got me in this weird space now when it comes to writing. Yeah. So, what I like about a beautiful revolution. So first of all, he starts out his opening track is with Jessica Care Moore, and it has the poetry with like throughout. So like you start with Jessica Care Moore doing this fucking amazing poem about revolution and blackness, like doing like being Jessica Care Moore right. basically. <laughs> And then, like, you go through this whole, you get Common into it. And Common embraces the spoken word with his song. Like, it's it's dope. It's dope. Like, if you're, if you're, I feel like if you're not a spoken word artist or if you've never been into it, you got to listen to it, like, a couple of times to yeah. kind of get the the sequencing and and how it flows, but like if you're us in this room right here, like you listen to that shit and you're like, genius, this shit is amazing. So it feels like an old school mixtape mixed with old school Saul Williams. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Don't you have Saul Williams? In it? <laughs> Let's go. Talk, 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 talk. Saul Williams is amazing for opening up the doors we were talking about earlier for other things to occur. But, you know, everything has evolution behind it. Um, That's I, I, some I, respectful shit. That is, that is super respectful, respectful as fuck. Respectful <laughs> shit, bro. I appreciate that. But, but have y'all seen the girlfriend episode when he was on there? <laughs> yeah. I have. You find out that he wrote that poem? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like. Wait. He wrote the poem that. Uh, but purpose. But. It's I just wanted to point out and about and yeah yes, but I did say old school Saul Williams. I just wanted to point out, <laughs> I did say that he's older than that. Yeah, oh yeah, way older than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, that was the, that was the, he, near the end of his career. To be honest, but that's yeah. what he yeah. chose to do on TV. Well, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, yeah, but but did he choose it? Or is that what they... Nah, that I nigga chose that. that. I think he chose that. I think he chose that. Comment with uh, the dude from <laughs> yeah. Frasier. Like, he was trying to get as much black as he could yeah. into the TV. Say what you want to say. You know, yeah. like, I was, I was that was disappointing. Be. And I try to tell chicks, I'm like, yo, I'll be like, yeah, I write poems. And I'm like, oh, like, um, they'll say, like, the nigga from Girlfriends. Or, like, just love some corny-ass love. love Jones. Oh, yeah. God. There's Poetry is to Love Jones as prostitution is to Pretty Woman. Yeah. Oh. Whoa! Like, don't oh, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Hit it more times than that. I, no, not that. That one. Again. Yeah. Again. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah. for the listeners... We got a uh, Wendy Jones in the building, but she does not have a headset, so she cannot hear. She cannot hear all of the. I think she could hear that. Oh no, I can hear it. Yeah, she can hear it. And I'm used to him doing that by himself without the audio. Do not demonstrate. Yeah, I, that's that shit's going on Facebook. You know, I be quoting Wayne all day. That one right there, though. That shit was great. Poetry yeah. is to love Jones what prostitution is. was. To pretty woman. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. a fucking SAT question. Oh. Sometimes I feel like Wayne is cheating. But <laughs> but I feel like that when he's doing a poem. Like, I'm like, there's no way. Like, you didn't just think of that. Yeah. And even when it's a poem, I'm like, 
you never thought of that. Like, there's no way. <laughs> I went, like, when Wayne will come off stage and you'll see him, sometimes I'll be like, yo, that's a good poem. I just really be checking his ear because I'm pretty sure like he's connected to God. <laughs> right, right. Somebody, yeah, God's talking to him. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to figure out earpiece in here. Yeah, somewhere like how you how you be talking to God like that fast. All right, so I I feel a way if I didn't get on here and just speak my truth about YouTube. Speak right? your shit, nigga. <laughs> Jay Ward, I first heard him Southern Fried. And you did the poem about, like, smiling and dancing. It was a heavy battle. It was us, Riders mm-hmm. Den, or whatever Houston team that was going on that year. And um, Charlotte, right? Yeah, I remember that. And I'm sitting, I'm like, in my mind at first, I'm like, oh, this is too soft. I oh, just ain't going to get it. Because like, I just went up there, I just did a beast. I growled and everything. It's, it's a rap. I growled <laughs> I growled. This dude get to dancing and talking and just beautiful communication. Oh. Like, there's writing. You can be a great writer and not know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know how, Jay Ward knows how to write and communicate with the people he's talking to. Yep. You did that at the Van Gogh. Yep. Like, I don't got to blow your mind. I just need you to understand. It's, it's intimacy. I just need you to understand. Yep. But the player part is he telling that to everybody in the crowd. And, yeah. yeah. Right? Everybody like, feels like, like it's hey, them you know, that's understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck them. You know, you might, like, <laughs> whether it's 15 or 1,500, he's talking to everybody, everybody. Yeah. intimately. I'm, yeah. I'm competing against them. I'm like, I like to dance too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt seen. I, I felt seen yeah, as he yeah. outscored me. I did. I did. And I didn't hear like live wise. I didn't hear you do a poem in person until my second um, eye whips. You went up there. I thought because I don't. I don't like researching people's shit because I'm scared they shit gets stuck in my brain. And I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you went up on stage on final stage and did a poem about your baby girl being a warrior. And I was like, I'm be all the way real. I'm like, so everybody got the daughter poem now, right? <laughs> <laughs> My teammate at the time, nigga, you know that poem been around for you. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. You have to be cocky about some shit and be yeah, humble, yeah. like, immediately. Definitely. Like, yeah. your niggas know me, be like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel you. I'm like, nah, bro, nope. Before you memorized your first poem, like, this was the shit. Um, <laughs> y'all, even at that slam we did, um, the Charlotte slam, like mm-hmm. it was just, I didn't know which way to attack it, right? Because you got you reading off paper on a poem you did on final stage. I hate this. And I don't know if that was a good that. thing or a bad thing, because I'm like, now it sounds more passionate, because you like looking like Shakespeare <laughs> holding it on stage. <laughs> you know, and then, it, and then you got blues doing like, Three rounds, I think two of those poems. First, you did the one that uh, about your baby girl, the right. toddler, at that time, and then you turn around and do the um, like not wanting your da- your daughter to go to therapy because like you lose as a father. I'm just sitting there like, all right, <laughs> all right. Like when you can't say like, it, it, you know it's real when you bypass the, oh I got a poem better than that, or ooh I wish I would have wrote that to. I could have never thought ever to do that shit. Right. Right. But you know what, though? That's how I feel when I when I listen to your poems. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, um, this is not me because I will hype up guests, but I will hype them up honestly. 
He lied to everybody else. No, 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 no. This is true. No, I hype people up honestly based on how they make me feel. I will listen to a lot of poets and I will know they're dope and I will just be like, okay, that's dope. When I listen to your poems and I'm thinking back to, to San Diego, I whips 2017. Um, and I'm thinking back to like, like just the ugly faces you make when you know you would never have written that. That's the ugly face. Like people can come up to you and say, yo, Joe, like, uh, yo, Wayne, I hate you. Right. right. Which is a compliment in the poet world. Yeah, I hate yeah, you yeah. because you wrote that. But it's a whole different thing when you're listening to a poem in a competition with yourself and you just make the face like, oh, I never would have said that shit. Like, I couldn't have thought of that. Right. Yeah. Like, That's you are true. definitely like one of my favorite writers. Like, I appreciate it. Man. Off the top, for sure. Yeah, I think for me, it's there are, there, are, there are a few writers. It's like seeing, and I hate to keep going back to a sports reference, but it's it would be like seeing Simone Biles do some shit. You two both compete in the same thing, but she's just doing something that's yes. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, right. And you were like, I don't care how much I've practiced or how much I've worked at my thing. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't yeah. do that. I'm great. I'm at the Olympics. I'm yeah. very good at what I do, but I cannot do that shit. And that shit is inspiring. And that's how, that's how I feel about all of you, especially, and you know, we don't talk about Jamal's poems enough, but. We don't, yeah. But you have a no 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 seriously there cool. you have a, a sense you gonna get these flowers yeah you gonna get these flowers nigga you have a sense of presence in the way that you work and work on your craft and work at your poems that we've heard before but they get better as you do them more and I think and you work hard at your shit me I I'm an old dog if it if it's the way I've been doing it's the way I'm gonna do it I rarely. <laughs> Try to improve a thing. Because <laughs> I don't give a shit. About Slam, I really don't give a fuck, right? Fuck it's this. what it is. But to watch you progress, even in the things that you work at, and I see it get better and better, um, like, uh, uh, what is it? What is the what is the amount of love? What's it? Oh, uh, my questions. Questions poem. Yeah. Like, I remember when we workshopped that shit. Yeah. And now every time I see you do it, it gets better and better. Same with you. You like, <laughs> and we talked about this earlier, like, if it's a 24, I'm never doing that shit again. <laughs> and we talked about the poem you just did at the last time. You're like, well, it's a, that poem's rap. I'm not doing that poem again. Um, because you understand, the, uh, you understand the bandwidth of what it means to try to memorize a poem and then work on new shit. I ain't got to tell you, motherfucker. His father. You did that Friday, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. ah, Which is, it's, it's a Give brilliant it, fucking it's poem. A, I'll it's make every fucking poem. Between yeah. my father to get a 30 for that piece. Right. And then I Wayne, uh, I mean, all right, so we take we talk about the writing part of it, right? That's easy, you know. But it's the way you'll stand on a stage and be who you are in, in the essence and presence of, of you. Like, we're, we're, again, we're all doing the same thing, but there are things that you stand and deliver about yourself, and I think that goes back to the intimacy. But it the authoritative and there's an authenticity to you. And I think we've been around, I, I know particularly for me, when I see a poem and I, I'm, I believe the words you think or you're saying are what you believe in, but there's some poems that's that poetry true. like, <laughs> Ooh, like nigga, you are, you are full of shit. You know, yeah. you can see a poem or a poet be fully like you are full of shit. I never see that with you. I, I feel it every single time. Um, and that is the part where you can say, 
it's not about the points. That is the moment yeah. you okay. can say it's not about the points. It is about the poetry. Granted, you're about to drop 60 on a motherfucker in a game, but for mm-hmm. for for Jordan, yeah, I was going to score 60, but I love this game so goddamn much, I can't stop doing what I'm doing. Yo, I, and I, I'm beautiful at it. I want to pick I know I know you want to say something, but I just want to piggyback before you say something. I feel that way like when I listen to your poems sometimes, I'm like I don't care whether a judge gets this. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like the intimacy is there and the writing is there. Like when that when that hits, I'm like, shit. I don't care if I win or if I lose or what happens. I don't care what your score is. That made me think differently about my life and my craft. Yeah. So I'm gonna use the example, right? Um my brain works weird. So before I drove out here to um, North Carolina, got the engine checked, bought new tires, got the car clean, got all, crossed my T's and dot my eyes. Right. The only way that I don't make it to where I'm supposed to go is if I'm not supposed to be there. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I, even though I, I, not every poem's a 30, not every poem's a 30, that's what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do everything on my part as a performance or presentative poet. So when I'm done, and then oh, I should have blinked twice at the end yeah, yeah, more yeah. than I don't. I still don't get a nine point nine. Still don't. <laughs> but I'm going to do everything I need to do on my end so that you can hear my poem and be like, "Yo, I felt you. I heard you." Five point five. It gets heavy, and then like complete competitive mode, right? When Jay Ward's no longer the homie, you always the homie. Blues, you always the homie. But in the bouts, it's right, like, right, yeah, yeah, fuck them niggas, fuck them niggas. Yeah, I want niggas. you to do amazing. I want you to do great. But you want to do better. <laughs> I just want to do better than what yeah. you're doing without yeah. a time penalty, without you messing up. I'm this one yeah, yeah, here yeah. for. Yeah. Right. I don't want Jordan on the flu. I kind of right. do. Like in hindsight, you want that. Right. I want your best. But also, right. But like shit. Well, I can't. <sighs> I, I think for me, ugly. I had one of those moments, my first IWIPS, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. And I was sitting at the one after first night, right? And I had been, you know, this is when DVDs were a thing. And <laughs> Buddy Wakefield was top of his game. Was still top of his game. I don't want to say it like that. Buddy Wakefield was the shit. Everybody knew who Buddy was. And I'm standing there looking at the leaderboard. And I'm feeling myself like, yeah, number one in the world, Craig. That's back when they used to print him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I was around for that. Buddy walks up behind me and says, Blues, who's that? And I'm like, oh, that's me. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Buddy Wakefield. He's like, oh, okay. Now now I, gotta, now I know who I'm trying. He said, wow, God, I want to make sure he's like, say it right. Now I know who I have to kill. <laughs> I said, Fuck! <laughs> you don't have to do any of that, bro. You can just like ignore Black me. Lives matter. Yeah, but yeah, but it's like buddy. you know, you are all the homies. But in competitive mode, I'm trying to punch you all in the face as hard yeah, as I can. For sure. As hard as I can. It's a hollow victory if you feel like like the person that you lost to is I mean that you won against, they had a time penalty. Or they forgot their poem in the middle. That's a hollow victory. It is. I want you to do your so, absolute best. So here's where, and then I want to come and destroy you. So I'm going to take Jordan Bailey, for example, right? He's the most respectful, disrespectful human being I've ever met. I'm surprised he's not here tonight. Like, so he beat me in the about 14, whatever. And then after, and they were like, yo, OG, you brought it. I'm like, 
fuck you saying? <laughs> I'm mad. Like, what you mean, nigga? What you mean I brought it? You, <laughs> you know what I'm You did, like, he was genuinely saying, like, yeah. yo, it was tough for me. Right. Like, I tied seven-way tie for fucking eighth place. Right? <laughs> like, so I'm like, nigga, what are you saying? It was good for I didn't say that, but in my mind. Because right. yeah. I know he's a good person, right? So right. I'm just trying to, like, I twitch him, like, what is he saying? Right. <laughs> and he was like, no, I thought you was going to win. And even after he said that, it was like, fuck you, nigga. Like, I said it to him. And he was like, ah, I bet. He's laughing. And I'm like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> 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 Listen. Like, this is forever. Before, before the podcast, we were talking a lot yeah. about what you're doing like in hour. Dallas with the students and with, um, you know, poets or soon-to-be poets. Talk, talk to us about what you're doing in Dallas right now with um, your initiative. I was a few drinks shorter, but um, I'm working with uh, Youth to Power. Well, um, Big Thought and Youth to Power, dealing with the um, students in the DISD, Fort Worth, and Arlington area. I'm talking about the prison industrial system mm. from the ages of 13 and 17, going over punitive justice, restorative justice, charity, um, resources, and how to prevent the cycle, right? right. And I even said that hesitantly, right? Because I don't know if, if I'm it, telling them right or if this is going to work in the long run. But right. doing the what goal you right do, now right? is teaching them what imagine. So the, what, I pre what was presented to Big Thought Organization was imagine a world without prison. And it just got deeper, right? Now let's break down why we go to jail the way we go to jail. 25 kids for six weeks straight, every day of the week, going over laws and different crimes that happen. Because policing is a weird word because mm. of the police. Right. But how can we um, police our own community? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because um, 911 is easy. 911, hey, there's a dispute next door. Granted, mm -hmm. we putting our lives on the line to be like, I'm going to go knock and see what's going on. Right. You never know what's going on. Right. But I can tell you, any type of situation I've been in, if one person walked in and was like, yo, y'all know y'all don't got to. Right. Then I, I, I really believe, it's never happened, but I believe I would have been like, yeah, you're right. Bro, you know what? It ain't even worth it. We ain't even got to dap up. We ain't got to hug. But what I've done personally is see a couple arguing, or two dudes arguing. I'm like, man, what you niggas out here yelling for? Right. And just that little, like, yeah. was I on the phone with you when the people was arguing in the parking lot? And I'm like, nigga, why the hell are you yelling? She holding <laughs> your baby. What what you doing, bro? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, she tripping. She calling this nigga. Making, yeah. Nigga, let her go home and y'all sleep on it. Yeah. Right. We just need to. I don't, what's a better word for police? That's a great question. It is. Mediate, we need like, to mediate our own community. Like all those yeah. things, right. Like, because yeah. I, I know my mom would say like she was in an abusive relationship. She never wanted to call the police on the dude she was dating because she didn't want to go to jail. But, but you were about to get your ass whooped. Right, right. Right. So, and I'm not saying, mama, I love you. Don't please. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not, Judging her, you're just recognizing what the situation was. She was like, I'd rather you 
I personally try to calm you down. Damn. You get mad and leave. Then I call them people. They put them cuffs on you, and it's a wrap. That's a whole different <laughs> a situation. Different, it can a whole it can go problems. It can go a lot of different ways. Well, like, and then be, you become you now. You're on the radar. Your house is on the radar. Your kids are on the radar. Exactly. Your relationship is on the radar. I was telling them before you pulled up. So they was asking like, "Who are you bringing to the program?" And blah blah blah. They was expecting like doctors and lawyers and you know convicts. Yeah. Felons, they coming to talk to the kids. Dude came through. Had a felon, like what? what a felony? Like what, what? was your felony for? Like you on probation for five, six years? What you do? I had a blade in my car. My wife's a cook. The blade was over five inches in the state of Texas. A concealed knife over five inches long is an automatic felony. Wow. Exactly. He owns his That's own chef company. But can, is missing money, missing venues because oh you're a felon. You, man, it's it's weird. It's, it's 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 America is not built for black people. We we were trying to find justice, and I hate to sound like uh, niggas. It's all coming like nah, get pro black son. Nah, get pro black son. I'm the comedian off the Watchmen. Like <laughs> I get what can be done, right. but I know what will happen. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. know, but I see it. I see yeah, right, the yeah. worst before I see the good. Right. So you trying to tell kids like, yeah, go to school because yeah, it's gonna pay off. Right. Like how <laughs> much do I really believe that shit? Right. Right. But I want them to be their best. Right. right? So you take these kids, they're young. They're, they're learning about punitive justice, the American industrial system, and, they, and they're learning about um, black um, prohibitionists that's, like, really trying to make some changes. Mm-hmm. That's the best I can do. Right. That's the best. So at, we were talking about the showcase, like, when all the, the, the families left and the, the board execs left, we talking to the kids. We sat in a whole fucking circle and did a mantra, right? I didn't run the mantra. It was just... Um, like the, I think she's like the Shaka Khan, Eric, Erica Badu of Dallas. She's an older <laughs> chick. G is her name. And she said, when y'all walk into schools in the fall, remember everything y'all learned. No, walk in with your head held high. Y'all just did a show in front of 300 people, 25 kids. Like, keep that confidence. Remember that empowerment. Who's to say one kid went to the first day of school and got bullied and now they're back to ground zero, right? right. Like, there's so much that happens, but the best we can do is teach it. It's up your, it's up to them to believe it after that, right? Yeah. I don't, because I honestly don't know if I'm atheist. I understand Christian. I understand the Bible. I've read it front to back. I've read every religious, well, every main religious book because of my dad. He didn't force me to be anything, right? Yeah. He was like, discernment is not religious-based. Discernment is common sense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, whatever feels right to you. So even when he hears, like, half the atheist, the atheist, what's the atheist? Atheist. Whatever. The vodka, whatever. The vodka. That's kicking in. It was like, um, whatever, whatever pulls you to be the most honest you, that's what you are. Mm. And we put in situations where we wish we knew more about other things. Like we were joking about our daughters, now they're getting weird shit. And I'm like, I wish I knew more than what I knew. 
Right. That's a weird thing to want, right? But I feel like only parents can have that. Like, <laughs> I wish I could give you more than what I know. Right. Like, and you try to freestyle it, but that don't feel right. Because it works for that moment. But when it happens again, you forget what said, what worked in that moment. Because it's not going to work in this moment. Right. Because you already said the shit, and here you are again. <laughs> right. Right. Well, man, listen, uh, you're doing the amazing work out there in Dallas, and we've had you here for a month. And, you know, we, we need we need help here, too. You know, there's lots of, there's lots These of children. Dudes getting Grammys and Oscars and <laughs> baseball <laughs> games. <laughs> the last thing you niggas need is a poet. Like, I mean, listen. not the point here. It's yeah. It's what we need. We need you, brother. Focusing. Yeah, we need you. So if That's you're hearing this, and, and we'll put you to work. League. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, we'll put you to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly, we'll put you to work. Come over here and not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, what's what's next for Wayne? Like, what you got coming up? Poetry wise, period. Anything Whatever. Wise. My um, my goal is so. I'm sound crazy, but like, I want to win a Grammy for like spoken word album. Word. It's not crazy. That's that not crazy. No, it's not crazy. That I've, tangible I've been fun. saying that for like I've heard at least least winning, y'all. It's five we, years. To it. We've like, seen so many doors kicked open in the last year and a half. That shit is tangible. Let's as get fun. a Grammy. Spoken word needs to be for poetry. I see Grammys. Um, I'm I'm. A, I know I know what's like in my immediate future, but can I like use affirmations and what I want yeah. to happen? Can I speak it into life? Yeah. I want to sell out the garden. Uh-huh. I want to sell out the Staples Center. Yeah. Now, y'all listening like, uh, nigga, never watch. Um, I want to take what's already been done. I want to take what I've already seen mm-hmm. and add to it. Yeah. Bet that. Period. Well, I, I ain't walking in darkness like I see it. When the Staples Center shit sells out, I'm Definitely selling Wayne T-shirts out front, like for <laughs> sure, for fucking sure. And don't say shit to me. Don't run up on me in the bathroom talking about I need to cut of them T-shirts. Be like, no, Wayne, like, no, I'm not embarrassed like, about yo. my dick in my hand selling these T-shirts. No, sir. Nope. And nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and nigga, <laughs> my daughter's got to eat. You already know the story. You Get back on stage. <laughs> Take your you ass back on stage. You know what it is, nigga. <laughs> but now, nigga. Uh, the, the one thing that we have been doing here uh, lately is 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 calling out like affirmations, the, the affirmations, and and predictions, and whatever you want to call them. So, Staple Center, the Garden, Spectrum Center here in Charlotte, because you've been here long enough to do it. Shit, Desan was just uh, shouts out to Desan Ahanu. He was just doing uh, the the Durham Bulls joint. That shit say, was fucking great. Say a fucking thing to anyone. Had to see the shit niggas, on social media. Niggas had to I see. To him Friday night. I said, yo, what you getting into tonight? Nothing. <laughs> Dear Desan, when I step on your new shoes, <laughs> I'm going to roll that shit like a stamper. Like, nigga. But yeah, so. Right. So <laughs> poets are showing up in these amazing spaces. So for you to say the thing that you want is not impossible or it does not sound crazy to us. Shouts out to Icon. Shouts out to uh, Jam- Jamon Hill. Shouts yep. out to uh, Roscoe. Uh, Roscoe. Roscoe. Shouts out to all these poets who, who said these things that they wanted, which for them may seem far-fetched, but to us seems like give it a year. <laughs> give, it, yeah. Yeah. give it Give it a year or two, and the, yep. shit will, and the shit will not surprise us. We'll text you and be like, you know, oh, man, I got that thing. The Staples Center sold down. We'll be like, yeah, and what's next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? Like, 
I'm I'm rarely we we give this nigga shit when he gets published. Yeah. But it's not it's not, I mean we're proud of him but it's nothing new. It's like what's next? Yeah. That's what we're waiting on. What's the next? So, yeah man, we're we're waiting on what's next from you cuz we already know you've already accomplished the impossible. Already accomplished that shit. What is next? It it gets scary. It gets scary cuz you dive in like what you knew you can do and what you hope you can do. Like it sounds similar until you reach that point. Um I never thought I would get to the point in my poetry career. This sounds dumb. I never thought I'd get to a point in my poetry career where I'm like, how am going to do it without slam? Right? And now it makes more sense. Like, to, yeah. slam was the gym. That was the that, the workout yeah. to get to where you at, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what poets need to know. That's what they need, they to, need to know. know. Yeah. If I would have known what I know now, I don't know. I could say, like, maybe I would retire, like, after the first two, two years of being <laughs> on the team. And, like, it's a lot. It requires You couldn't have retired two years before, yo. Two years before, you wouldn't have touched the people that you touched after that. That's right. real. Right. You, you would have retired two years after Slam. I would have never known you. And I'm not anybody. However, my entire poetry is changed by you. If I know you are in a Slam, that changes what I'm doing. I'm looking at my poems. I'm like, yo, is these good enough? Do I need to write a new poem? What's up? I'm looking at you at 2017 iWhips. And I'm saying if you weren't in 2017 iWhips, I wouldn't go on to, I'm sorry, 2018 iWhips. I wouldn't go on to win 2019 iWhips. I want to recenter this back on, on Wayne and recenter this back on the um, prognostications. Uh, that our podcast normally makes. And you, did you see this motherfucker's face, though? You see his fucking face? He was like, He's prognostications. He's like, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go way far out range than what Blues is going to go. Blues is going to say you something very much closer to the, than this. But you and I talked before this podcast about the McFeller... Uh, McFeller. I've been drinking. The, the I've been drinking. McFeller. The MacArthur Fellow Genius Grant. Okay, I've been drinking. The MacArthur Fellow Genius Grant was just announced today. Hanif Madurakib was one of the um, one of the people announced, and Reginald Dwayne Betts was also one of the people announced. And and you and I, Wayne, had a conversation about yeah. this before the podcast. I feel within fifteen years, you're going to be in running. For this exact same award, this genius grant from MacArthur Fellows, because of the work that you're doing with young people and the work that you're going to do after that, like after the money dries out from whatever's happening with the, with the young oh, people, whatever happens after that, yeah. because of your experience of, of being incarcerated and your experience with teaching young people and whatever happens after that, you're going to be in line for this MacArthur Genius uh, Fellowship grant right. within the next 15 years. And that sounds like a long time, but that's I'll not a long time. Right. It's yeah. not a long time because that represents a lifetime's worth of work that you're about to do. And it represents all the lives that you've already changed and that you're going to change within the next 15 years. So I'm, I'm speaking that into existence. Blues is probably going to speak something much, much closer than 15 years. It. Y'all get me drunk. Y'all get me on the podcast. <laughs> Y'all want me to cry. <laughs> what happened? I get it. <laughs> Wendy, let's roll. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, 
I, I I like that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there for for anyone uh, in terms of where we're going with this poetry thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel it's gonna happen for a poet probably within 15 years. Will it be someone at this table? Who knows? I feel that the way we're doing all this space travel, there's going to be a poet that goes into space and does a feature on one of these Elon Musk rides. Can't shit! Can't you see it, though? I can see it. I saw that shit when that's... they went up. I was like, if the common person gets to go into space, then that's an open door for anyone who can shit. go into space. First of all, uh, all right. so Blues is the creative director for uh, Blumenthal Performing Arts. And he is that because he has the foresight that most of us don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I shudder to think what the next blues of Charlotte will be, because I don't under—I I can't understand what that would mean. The foresight that blues has. However, having said that, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the first poet that is broadcast from the moon. Or from Mars? Nigga, that could be you. Extraterrestrial? We've been drinking. It's okay. Exorcisms. We've been drinking. We've been drinking. It's all right. We've been drinking. Because we live in a world that anything is possible now. Yeah. Like, we make the joke that Barack Obama became president. But the night I saw him become president, I was like, we can fucking do anything we want. Same. I remember I was in the projects, right? I remember calling two one one and four one one. I'm like, yo, did Brock win? <laughs> they was thinking I was like, um, like prank calling. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, did this black man just did win? No, but but Amanda Gorman yeah. did the presidential inauguration poem. Brandon Leak won America's yeah. Got Talent. Like motherfucker, shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine if like shit is possible. I don't know. I mean, I shit is dope. What's, I said what, what I said. Position at the Kennedy Center right now? She's an artist in residence. Amazing. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And then Fiveology did an artist in residence at the Lincoln Center. At the Lincoln Center. Niggas is doing shit. And the thing is, we get so caught up in community. First off, I'm going to learn to stop. Well, I'm trying to teach myself to not say poetry community. I have poetry family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Artist of the whatever craft it is. It's not a community. I think only poetry says like poetry community. Right. No, it's poetry industry, motherfucker. Like <laughs> right. Exactly. It's an industry. Right. It's so an well. industry. Right. We're trying to find family and the people that's talking shit about us and not letting us feature because they feel away. Boy button. Button 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 button. 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Are you ready to freestyle? I get it. Oh, oh! Um, now it got me. Blues is like an instrumental or a topic or something. Instrumental and Inst- whatever you want. Yeah. So and once this gets going, you'll be like, "Oh, I got this." Yeah, you got it. This is I how don't got it at all. So this no is pressure. How it goes. I'm from Compton, nigga. This is no <laughs> pressure. It goes. So we'll start with um, blues. That's right. Blues will pass to Jay Ward uh-huh. at some point. And then go to Jamal. Nope. It'll go to Nah, you've been real quiet and humble. <laughs> this your whole setup, fam. Exactly. Like So he gets to close. I got he the Diddy. Okay, oh, Diddy. Yeah, he okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Can we get like a soft piano instrumental going? Oh, you yeah. can. You want some nineties R and B shit right. happening? Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I would never yeah. share with you niggas again. That's right, nigga. You family now for real. You family now for real. Just now. Yep. Cause yep. all my shit on Instagram's like good, good motherfucking luck. Oh man. So, um, blues, you got eight bars. Eight? Just only eight? Wait a minute. I don't minute. even know what. No. First off, eight, standard eight. Goes, goes for about twenty-four. I don't even know what a bar is. How many words is a bar? Don't even worry about it. I just, just write. Music. It don't matter. We're and try to end before three minutes and um, ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, brother. Just be prepared to loop that fucking beat, bro. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, so the... Don't worry about it. It's okay. good. This has been like a whole setup. This has like a whole setup. Y'all going to see this shit to Sherry. This, this is like, what? the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, what we got? What we got? Oh, oh today's beat. I made it. It's by Jamal Chi. Jamal, he fades I them all. to get a beat. So, so. it's Jamal, he fades them all. Okay. Yeah. Right. Good luck. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 Wow. We ain't even got no sound. I ain't been connected this whole time. Stop everything. Stop everything. Stop. Stop it all. Wait. Wait. Stop. Wait. Wait. Uh, hey, you see this? At least I live to do it the next hey, podcast. Hey, you see this? Where is this coming at? It's, it's plugged into there. It's plugged into there. Right. Oh, shit. So this interview was for nothing? <laughs> no, it was not. Fuck oh, no. GP. Your mic was good. Your headphone was good. Your headphones was... was and I heard you niggas... No, no, no. I've been reading lips the whole time. Oh, shit. Uh, MC Search in the motherfucking building. You all right, man? <laughs> oh fucking Ward is I was a trying to think of 90s. It. I was Ooh. trying to think of 90s MCs. Nice. Like MC Brains. And MC Search is the best you can come up with. Okay. <laughs> DJ Pebbles. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh, Alright. Yes, sir. So alright, this is beat. Oh. Alright. Oh. This be the beat, non-discreet, B-O-U-Z from the street, nah nigga. I'm from a good home hey. shit. Off the dome and off the rip. Yeah. Clip, guaranteed the way I spit Be uh-huh. like, yeah, nigga be on the attack Yeah, yeah. violins in the back The piano on the track yeah. <laughs> Jamal Malchi made it Guarantee uh-huh. you're the homie Be the greatest, never faded yeah. hey. It's like, I'm on this tequila tonight I'm uh-huh. a Belgian white They call it the blue moon They uh-huh. call me B-O-U-Z This blues to you Fuck around, you niggas get a clue I'll bruise you too Fuck uh-huh. around, yeah they said I only had eight bars. Uh-huh. I went too far. A superstar by far. Uh, I'm up to par. Shit, I'm off the goat. Guarantee you, watch y'all nigga about to slit up the throat. Hey. Pass it off the ward. Yo, you ready, my nigga? Uh-huh. Pass it off the ward. <laughs> Yo, you ready, my nigga? <laughs> yeah. Pass it off the ward. Yo, you ready, my nigga? Yeah. Hey, shit, here we go. Motherfucker, pull the trigger. Yo, this ain't Lil Wayne. This is Big Wayne. Poet Up Podcast. We're doing big things. Yeah. Yo, okay, niggas. We about to pull the trigger, check it, we need eight figures We about to rob a bank, what you fuck you think? We about to grab the sack, nigga, hey We about to do it up, we about to do it big Slit your neck then, we about to take the knife That Jamal had, we about to take your wife That Jamal had <laughs> Stop, stop nigga, stop We have never, we have never 
this is a murder confession? This is premeditated murder? Listen, the shit always turns a little bit, but we've never involved Toya. We've never involved Toya I apologize, man. Your home is beautiful. Jay Ward is the corporate. He is the officer. Oh, shit. Ward. All right, well, that's that old granddad, huh? Old, old granddad. granddad. Oh, oh shit! The old soul. Usually, usually he gets just violent, violent right? Just in general, but never so specific. Yeah, just brought like, people into the crime that didn't you ask worry to come. About your family, like yeah. Jay Ward, you must leave now. Right. So Wayne, you see how this shit goes. It it, okay. it starts off here and then it goes there, and then really we just set you up for greatness. Be prepared. <laughs> To just exit out this whole interview because I've, I've lost my shit. <laughs> but, but I mean, liquor I guess, is my kryptonite. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. it's on you, Wayne. Do what you do, bruh. I'm just thinking too hard about it. You uh -huh. that. Yeah, you just you be competitive to, for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the best at having yeah. fun. No need. Uh huh. No need. Yeah. Looking yeah. at all in the ocean blue. <laughs> what? <laughs> all I see is you. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, 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 Born the whistle, I'm so official. Let the door knock, break the doors in. That ain't even in the word. Wait, hold on. Fuck what you heard. I'm just true to this. I'm new to this, but still so fluent with it. Yeah. A veteran and a rookie. At the same time. Don't push me. I ain't the killer, but nah. You ain't gotta push me. I'm just ready for it. I just write on my heart. It's a metaphor. Nah. Keep going, yeah, keep, keep going, going, keep, keep, keep going. going. Ah, keep I'ma flowing. speak my truth no matter how they feel it. They try to close me in. I got no ceilings. Yeah. Four walls with no roof on it. That's a drop top. No. I feel I'm non-stop. Yeah. Yeah. Write my poems to my top. Yeah. Bitch, I loved you. I ain't hugged you. <laughs> Let's go. Want to make love to me? Middle family, but that ain't what it is. Let's go. Can you fund my biz? I'm on tour what it is. Yeah. Don't call me when I'm chilling with my family out in North Carolina. Cackalack. It's more important than your vagina. I'm healing, no ceiling. Uh -huh. I'm smiled more than I did in the last two years of my life. I'm healing. Yeah. 
miss my kids though. Yeah. Yeah. October 2nd, I go back. That's my baby girl, 16, sweet 16. Oh, she don't want a gift. Yeah. Teenagers, they're crazy. I gotta uh-huh. call and lift. Yeah. yeah. Her birthday is at Roof Chris. Roof yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, Chris. Order, order a steak. You better get some. What carrots or salads? <laughs> Better get them fucking carrots. Look, I'm not ready to be a dad. Not All my kids are almost dad. grown. I'm not here. I'm not ready for it yet. It's yeah, just yeah. a lot going on. They got like periods and the niggas want to be karate Power Rangers. And I'm like, yo, that's not a real job. On the weekends, I practice Muay Thai. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yo, I love my kids, but like reality needs to set in. You can't be a Power Ranger, Jesse and Kristen and Nugget. You can't do it. This shit is great. How much is a Power Ranger, mate? And if you're gonna be a Power Ranger, make sure you're black. Or green. Black. Yeah. That black. Game, the, gra- the Black Ranger black. had no, like, hairline. Black. 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 Patreon, okay, okay. <laughs> we're doing this shit for real. <laughs> Love y'all. Man. Oh my God. And we're out. Pull it up, pull it up.